Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Let me ask you a question. Does anybody know what God's ultimate goal for humanity is? Probably a question you've never thought about. Let me share it with you. I know you didn't ask that this morning. But God's ultimate goal for humanity, whether you've thought about it or not, is fulfillment. There's nothing that God wants more than for you to live a fulfilled life. You might be thinking, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, let me show it to you in the Bible. John chapter 10, verse number 10 says this, that there is a thief, an enemy, Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your hopes. He wants to destroy your dreams. He wants to kill your thought life. All these things. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus... He says, I've come that you may have life and life to the full. He came that we may have life, salvation, but he doesn't just want us to have salvation, but he also wants us to have life to the full. And the reason why I know this is fulfillment, the reason why I know uh, that that God doesn't just want us to have a, a, a great day one day in heaven later, but a great day now, is if you look at that word in the original text, this word full is zoe that God wants us to have life, this full life, zoe, and it means this, the state of one being possessed, possessed, that's a weird word to put in there, of vitality. Man, if I'm gonna be possessed with something, may it not be something bad, but may it be vitality, everybody. I wanna be possessed with vitality. If there's gonna be an exorcism that happens, it's because I got too much joy, too much vitality, and people just can't handle the drip on me when I, I don't... I don't know, I just had to use it for something. But Zoe, that we would be possessed with vitality. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. Not just any kind of life, but life to the full. A Zoe life, one being possessed with vitality, that you would be fully alive. That's what God has for you. When we step into a relationship with Jesus, he didn't intend on you just living a halfway, half-hearted, lackluster, no joy kind of life. But he's got fulfillment for you. He's got vitality for you. He's got joy for you. And so I love that. I love that when we go to God, that God has so much for us. Now, here's the thing. Being fully alive doesn't mean that we're going to have just, you know, everything's going to go right and everything's going to be happy-go-lucky and we're never going to have any problems. No, but it means in the middle of the problems, we can have peace. In the middle of the trials, we can experience that Jesus is with us. And so I love days like this because I think of how much my God has done for me. I think about how much Jesus did for me on the cross and what he's done for me even after I've said yes to him, just this full life that he's given me and this full life that he's given my family. And I thank God it only makes sense on days like this, Vision Builder Sunday, where I just, I could bring my best to you. I can give an offering to you because I'm so thankful for all that you have done in my life. And see, the truth is God's ultimate goal for humanity isn't just the humanity in this room, but God has, God has fullness, God has fulfillment, God has Zoe life for every person that, that, that does not know him yet. You know, there's a whole lot of people in our community that don't know Jesus. There's a whole lot of people in our community that are far from God. It's why we exist as a church so that we could show them that there is hope found in Jesus. Man, you have friends, you have family members, there's people at your job that, 
that they need Jesus. And that's, that's honestly why we open the doors of this church, not just to make us better, but to reach a lost and a dying world. In many ways, that's what Vision Builders is all about, that we would, we would just remind you as a church why we exist, that we exist to reach lost people, that God is building a home for us, a home in which all of us, I hope, are happy in and all of us are fulfilled in. But more than that, all of us are operating in the unique way that God has called us to operate in. We are bricks. We are stones in that home where we are inviting people in to experience what we have experienced. See, God's building a home. I love that when you walk through the doors of this church every single week, there's a big banner there. Anybody know what that banner says? It says, welcome home. That's what we want this church to feel like. We want it to feel like a home. We want the local church to feel like it's just a home. I want the drug addict to come in here and feel at home. I want the single mom to come in here and just, just that, that, that feels hopeless and feels forgotten and feels left to just feel at home. I want those that walk in here that left the church, walked out on the church, were not happy with the church to feel at home. I want the alcoholic to feel at home. I want no matter who, no matter what, no matter who, what, where, I want everyone in our community to feel at home when they walk in here. I think I'm the only one that wants that. Does anybody just want people to feel at home when they walk in the doors of the church that they would say, this isn't a house just for me. This isn't a house just for, anyways, we'll get on with it. Why? Because God is building a home. He didn't just call us to build a home for us. He called us to build a home for everybody. Whosoever will would come. Whosoever may would come. God has called us to build a home and he's using us all. I love what Ephesians says. It says that God is building a home and he's using us all. I read this last week. He's using all of us, irrespective of how we got here and what he's building. He's using the apostles and the prophets for the foundation or he used them, and now he is using you. How is he using you? Well, he's fitting you together, brick by brick, stone by stone, with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, holding all the parts together. I see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us being built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. God's building a home, and we've got a strong foundation. He used the apostles and the prophets. He fitted them together brick by brick, stone by stone. That's why the gates of hell can't prevail against the church because God is building a home. He allows us each to be a part of it, but God is building it. He's the one holding it all together. And so that's what Vision Builders is about, that God is building a home. He's building a home and he wants to use all of us. He wants to use you. I think sometimes we've just got to be reminded that God doesn't just want to use the people on a stage, that God doesn't just want to use an elect few, that God wants to use every one of you. Do you realize that God has a plan and a purpose for you? That when you said yes to Jesus, he invited you to join a mission, a mission that, that honestly for generations people have been stepping up to the call. I'm so grateful that he used the apostles and the prophets and then they handed the baton off to someone and they picked it up and they ran with it. And for generations, people have been running with this baton, building homes where people could come in and experience the presence of God. 
And so what is Vision Builders about? It's just about us stepping into our calling, stepping into the opportunity that God has something great for all of us. And so what does it take to be a vision builder? Four things that I think it takes to be a vision builder. I think the the first thing is this. I think it just takes faith to build a vision. You know, when it comes to building a house and when it comes to stepping on mission with Jesus, I think it takes faith. If it takes faith, here's what I think vision builders do. I think vision builders, they see it. You know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, God's always desired faith. Faith is the thing it takes to come to him. Faith is the thing that he wants to grow in you. I think the mark of a mature believer, the mark of somebody that's been following Christ is their faith increases, their faith grows, that it starts off just kind of mustard seed and you say yes to him, but as you spend time with him, as you, as you exercise your faith, you see it grow in your life. You know, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Man, I just have faith for the things that I can't even see yet. I have faith for the things that, that I may not see with my physical eyes, but I see with my heart eyes because there's faith in me. I have faith for the day that thousands of people will stand up at a Christmas service and give their life to Christ. I haven't seen it yet, but I have faith for it. I have faith for the day that we'll baptize 500 people in one Sunday. I haven't seen it yet, but I have faith for it. I have faith for the day that we'll have not just one, but two, but three, maybe four, five, six services on a Sunday. I haven't seen it, but I got faith for it. I have faith for the day. It's not just one campus, but it's two campuses and three campuses and and a church that's getting to be a part of impacting a whole region. I can see it. I may not see it all physically right now, but I can see it with my heart eyes. And I think vision builders, they step into the call and say, God, I got faith to do more. I got faith to see you do more. God, I got faith to be a part of something that's abundantly more than I could ever think or ask or even imagine. I just got faith. I can see it. Sometimes I just, I sit down and I pray, okay, God, give me eyes. Just, I can't see real great. I'm, I'm getting old without these glasses. And I just pray, God, give me eyes to see. I pray that God would give you spiritual glasses to just see more, just expect more, just hope more, more for this church, more for your family, more for your personal life, more for your marriage, more for your career, that you would just say, God, I got faith for it. I want to see more. I want to see you do more. Vision builders, they just, they see it. They've got, they've got faith for it. God, you put it in my heart, and so God, may you just help me see it. See, I see a church that is shaped by the gospel and marked by grace. I see a church that is passionate in worship. That that when the song is turned on, hands can't help but to be lifted high. I see a church that is passionate in prayer and serving and giving. I see a church that is so attractive and refreshing 
That building struggled to contain the growth. I see a church that never stops pioneering, never stops dreaming, never stops hoping, is always looking for new ways to take grounds. I see it. I see a church that is so friendly and so life-giving and so hope-filled that people cannot wait to come back. I see a church that never stops searching for lost people because God has never stopped searching for me. I see a church that says we will go and we will search and we will tell. I see a church that honors and welcomes all people regardless of their race, regardless of their lifestyle, regardless of their age, regardless of their background. I just see a church that says all is welcome in the house of God. I see a church so passionate about Jesus that they'll count the cost, pay whatever the price to see revival sweep through a church and sweep through a city and sweep through a land. I see a church where miracles are taking place and the wonders of God are spoken of and celebrated. I see a church where people discover their purpose, live a life out of purpose passionately. I see a church where people collaborate and creatives come and they want to see people far from God be reached. I see a church that presents Jesus to children and students in a way that is excellent and fun and enjoyable. I see a church where God uses ordinary everyday people to bring the hope of Jesus to the world. I see a church where everyone's heart is open to God. I see a church that's committed to giving their best to their city, to giving their best to their neighbors, to giving their best to their family. I see a church where Jesus is made famous. Not the church, but Jesus is lifted high. Lives are restored. Hope is found and people far from God become fully alive in Christ. Maybe thinking he's so passionate. It's because I see it. If it never happens, I still see it. I see it. I see a body of believers saying, I'll join that mission. I'll sign up for that. I'll do more than just consume. I'll do more than just show up, but I'll see with you. Great things happen in the lives of churches where people sit on a chair and they say, I see what you see. I want what you want. I want to see accomplish all that God has for this city. It's not just going to take this church, but it's going to take every church in this city where people wouldn't come and just consume. People wouldn't come just for a country club and check a box, but they would come no matter if they're Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal or Christian, non-denominational, they would come in and say, I'm on mission with you because I see it. I see it. Do you see it? God's building a home. And I think vision builders just see it. They see it. Say, you know what, God? Sometimes all I'm seeing is my own stuff. But help me to see what's beyond me. Help me to look through the eyes of eternity. I see it. I think vision builders not only see it, but I think they also understand that it takes sacrifice. That it takes faith, but it also takes sacrifice. Nothing great is ever built without sacrifice. Nothing great is ever built just by accident and just happens to happen. Great marriages are built with sacrifice. There's going to be, you know, great careers are built because of sacrifice. Great relationships because of sacrifice. It takes sacrifice to build anything great. I think it takes faith to build the house of God, but it takes sacrifice. And so I think vision builders, they not only see it, 
but they also choose it. Say, not only will I see it, but I'll choose it. I think that's why Peter 2.5 says this. It says, you also are like living stones. You're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. See, we're all bricks. We're all, last year, as we started this kind of end of the year giving and vision, we called it brick builders because God is using us all as a brick. The Bible says we're living stones being built into what? A spiritual house, Old and New Testament. You see it running all throughout the book of Ephesians. Now, First Peter, it's, it's this idea that God is using you to build something. And you're a stone, you're a brick, you're a part of it. See, you take one person out of a foundation, a foundation becomes a little wobbly. That's why it takes all of us choosing it and seeing it. And so bricklayers, they just understand that great churches aren't built on the talents of a few, but the sacrifice of many. I thank God for the sacrifice of those in our church already. Man, I thank God for the sacrifice. I can start going through. I could just start here and just and talk about the sacrifice. I thank God for the sacrifice that are those, those that are out there right now, rocking babies and training up my child and teaching them the ways of the Lord. I thank God for that. I thank God for the dream team that came this morning at 6 a.m. and set all this up so that we could experience we can experience what we're experiencing today. I thank God for people that are committed to raising up young people and students and those that showed up on Wednesday night to open their doors to have a youth group. I thank God for that. I thank God for every person that's given to this church, not only financially, but they've given of their time. They've showed up on a Saturday in a cafeteria to set up or they showed up for a week to put things together. I thank God for people's sacrifice for just vision builders that understand it takes faith, you gotta see it, but it also takes sacrifice. And vision builders just say, I'll see it, but I'll choose it. I'll see it and I'll choose it. See, sacrifice just says it's not about me, but I'll give to build the vision. See, even today when we bring our best, this vision builders offering as we bring it forward, it, it should be a sacrifice. And you're not just giving to a church. You're giving through the church ultimately to God. As a church, we do our best to steward every resource. Last week, we gave $20,000 away. This week, a portion of this offering will go to tornado victims in Kentucky. We've already been talking with local churches too. I texted back and forth with yesterday. It takes sacrifice. It, it, takes, it takes a sacrifice of just saying, God, we're building your kingdom. We're building something that goes beyond me. I'm so grateful. Not only takes faith and it takes sacrifice, but I also think it takes generosity. I've learned this over the last 11 months of pastoring. That outside of the hand of God, presence of God. There's two resources it takes to build the vision. People and finances. It just takes that. It takes people being generous with their time and generous with their, their money. 
And so if you've been going to LifePoint any amount of time, you would understand I don't teach about this all the time. It's the second time I've taught on money the whole year. The first time was last week. (laughs) But it just, it takes it. The vision moves at the speed of generosity and I'll never stand up here and teach about it from a place of need, but a place of building. And I got vision. I can see a building. I can can see a building somewhere off an interstate that I drive by and it's got LifePoint written on the side of it. I, I, I can see it, I can see it full. I can see a place to do ministry through the week. I can see a place where we're not just setting up and tearing down. I can see more lives being saved. I can see more kids being fed. I can see us making a dent, just a dent. Each of us playing our part in homelessness, poverty. I can see it. But it it takes generosity. And honestly, together we can do way more than we can just with some of us. See, I've learned this over my life. Everyone has something they can contribute. And together, it makes much. See, when everybody brings something together, great things happen. And I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of giving because we think we don't have much to give. So we think, well, my generosity doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, the reality is that's, I think, a lie that the enemy wants to, I think, put in the hearts of people. Because all of us matter. It takes all of us to build something significant. See, it's not just that the rich should be generous. Even the widow in the Bible, she just brought what she, she just brought her heart. This is all I have to give. I'll just bring what I have. You know, I've learned when it comes to giving that, you know, our body, it has two bones. It's got a lot of bones in it, but, but two bones that I think about. One of them is the largest one in our body. It's the femur. Without it, we can't walk. It just cripples us. And it's needed. There are some of you in this house, you're a femur. God has just wired you that way. You're, you're built for generosity. There's someone in here, you could cut a check right now for $150,000, not even think about it. It takes sacrifice, but but God's blessed you in that way. God's called you to that. You're just a builder of things. You build businesses and you invest in universities. And and some of you, that's just what God's called you to be. Maybe in here today and you've never actually stepped up to that challenge here in a local church like this. I'm praying that God would just speak to you today, that it wouldn't be a twisting of the arm, but God would speak to you and that you would just play your part For some of us might be thinking, I am not a femur. You know, the smallest bone in the body is made up in our ears, the ossicle bones. Without those, we cannot hear. I don't know about you, but I think whether I couldn't hear or couldn't walk, they would both affect the body in a major way. And so whether your gift is small and feels insignificant, it's not. It's not. Whether you can give big or 
you can give quote unquote little and there's no little in the kingdom of God. It's our best. It's just giving with our heart. It's just as long as we're cheerful, God honors it. We talked last week that you know what kind of giving God honors? A giving that comes from a willing heart. God doesn't look at the amount. He looks at the sacrifice. He looks at the heart. And so here in a little bit, when we give, I just want you to give from your heart. You would just say, God, I'm in it with all my heart. And the place in which I'm generous is a place from in here. And that you would just give your portion, whatever God has called you to do. See, it takes generosity. And I think vision builders, they see it, they choose it, and then they decide to give it. Vision builders say, I'll let it flow through me to build the house. You know, I used to be scared about bringing topics like this to a group of people, but I've seen what it does in my own life. And it threw away every bit of fear. Because Jennifer and I, we've tried to practice this in our life, just giving it, saying, God, I'll give from a place of my heart. And you know what I've learned? I've learned this, when when you do that, when, when you decide to give it, you make a difference in eternity. And so it's, 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 it's easy. When you, when you know that eternity is, 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 is different because you did it. But what I've learned is that as you give, it not only makes a difference in eternity, but God also makes a difference in you. And I'm so different because I've chose to give. You know, maybe you've never sacrifice at a point where you've given your all to God whether it's your time your talent your treasures any of that I want to challenge you in 2022 and even today I actually I want to give you a promise that as you do it God will make a difference in you see there's pushback against that sometimes because we think you know, well, if I, if I give a dollar, I'll get a dollar. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not give a dollar, get a dollar. It's actually give and get life. Here's what it says in 1 Timothy, the apostle Paul speaking. He says, tell them to use their money to do good. To do good. I think it's doing good when you're building the house of God. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up treasures. Where? In eternity. You're storing up treasures in eternity as a good foundation for the future. See, he used the apostles and the prophets as the foundation. But but now, our generosity, our sacrifice becomes the foundation for the next generation. He says, you're storing up a foundation for the, for the future. You know, I want you to, to think about that when we give today. That today we're laying a foundation for the future. So this thing can continue to be carried on. So my son can sit in a place like this one day. And invite a lost friend. 
It says you're storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future so that you may experience or that they may experience what? True life. The same word we started with, zoe. As you give, true life. So it's not give to get a dollar. It's give to get vitality. Zoe, fulfillment. As you give, God does something in you and for you. So if I'm gonna be a prosperity preacher, that's the prosperity I'm preaching, that God's got a full life for you. And that's what you get when you see it, when you choose it, and when you give it. And I think the last thing is this. I think vision builders also understand it just takes urgency. That vision builders, they make the most of every opportunity. See, there'll be another opportunity, but we never get this one back. I think today lays a foundation for 2022, lays a foundation for 2023, the years to come. It's laying a foundation in our church early on. And there'll be other opportunities to do so, but we don't get this opportunity back. And so as a believer, I just want to make the most of every opportunity. You know, the Bible says this in Ephesians 5, it says, but be be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. What does it mean to live wise? Well, you make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Goes on to say this, I don't know if we have it, but it says, especially in the household of faith. Here's what it means to live a wise, mo- a wise life. You make the most of every opportunity. Today's an opportunity. It's not an opportunity that I've conjured up. It's an opportunity that God calls us all to. We just bring you around it once a year, but God calls us to do this all the time. All the time to live a life of generosity and faith and sacrifice. So here's what I'm believing today. As we get ready to give, I'm believing this. Scripture I've been reading for the last month and a half, that today with all your heart, You'd want to build the temple of God because you see it. And if you don't see it, my prayer is today that you'd walk out of here seeing it, just seeing more, hoping for more, more for this place and more for your life. But it's not just going to happen. It's going to take faith. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take generosity. And we should have an urgency that says, you know what, I'm going to build today because I don't even know if we get tomorrow. So I might as well make the most of today. And so all of you got a card when you came in. It looked like this. It's in an envelope. If you'll get that out, just going to ask that everyone would get it out. If you don't have one, if you'll just slip up a hand and the usher's going to bring one to you, they'd love to put one in your hands. On the front of the card, there's a place just to write your information. This is really good for us because we get to update our system. And so many of you, maybe you came, you know, forever and you've never even filled out a connection card. This is a great way to get get our emails, text messages, just stay up to date with everything going on in the life of the church. 
two things that I want to draw your attention to at the top. It just gives you an opportunity as a family to, to write down just the offering that you're bringing today. And then on the bottom, there's a prayer card. I mentioned earlier that as we head into 2022 or as we start the year, we're going to be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And your pastors and your team and the dream team, we'd love to be praying corporately together for every one of you. And so it's, it's our hope today that everyone would participate. Here in a minute, we're gonna come forward, bring our gifts to the front, put them in the baskets. But maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know if I can participate in the offering part today. I would hope that everyone would participate in the prayer portion. Because as your pastor, I'd love to know how to pray for you. You don't even have to, if you don't wanna write your name down, you don't feel comfortable, it can be anonymous. But if there's a prayer request in your life that you have, some things you're believing God for in 2022. And I think you should be. I think you should be believing God always for more in your life. See, as a father, I think he wants more for us. He wants great for us. And so I think you should go to God and just say, God, here's what I'm believing for next year. Put a line in the sand where you just say, here's here's my prayer request. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. I'm still gonna serve you, but I'm gonna believe you for it. It's just about having eyes to see. Four or five years ago, we wrote down on a card we were believing for a miracle child that we took seven years. Seven years of trying. And we wrote on an end of the year card, God, I'm believing you this year for a child. And I didn't give to get, but I just said, God, this is what I'm believing for. We got an almost five-year-old running all around this place. There were some people last year that wrote on their card they were believing for a child pregnant, child born. We should believe that God still can make the sun stand still. And so write your prayer request down. We'll bring it up to the front. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask Dustin to play a song and uh, they're going to just give you a moment to fill these cards out. And and my prayer is that you would would not just write a number down, but you you would actually bow your head for a moment. And say, God, what would you have me to give? That you would say, God, I I, I, I don't want to just give off off of a thought, but but I want to give what you've called me to give. And that you wouldn't, you would just seek God in it. So, Father, I pray right now that as a church that we would give from a heart that wants to just return to you. We don't want anything. We're just grateful. God, I pray no matter how people give today, they would give cheerfully. God, there would just be a willingness as they drop these cards off. And God, maybe there are those that cannot give at this moment. God, I pray you create other opportunities for them to give and that they would Remain conscious of this message that you've called us all to live a life of generosity and faith. And God, that the next time an opportunity comes, they would step into it. Whether it's here at their job or in the community. And God, I just thank you for every, every person that gives today, God. I thank you, one, for the seed to give. Your word says you supply seed to the sower. And so I thank you for that.
And so God, would you just bless, would you multiply every gift that's given today? As you fill out your card, you'll notice on the back of the card is a QR code. And so if you'd like to give online, um, you just scan that QR code. It takes you right to the Vision Builders Fund. You can put your offering on the envelope if you're not an online giver. We're gonna give you just a few minutes to fill this out, then we'll come together as a church. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.